because they reached out like closer to the time when I did go back. I remember mm-hmm. there was this particular cool group of girls that reached out to me. And I, I, I prayed actually, because it was so much reaching out. I was like, why do people just don't let me send in, free, in peace? <laughs> let me send in peace. But there's no peace in sin. Everybody, welcome to the Leap of Faith podcast. Today we have my beautiful sister and friend in Christ, Keishan. Before we begin, we're gonna just let Keishan tell us a bit about herself. So go ahead, Keishan, tell us about today. Hi everyone, my name is Keishan Jennings. I am indeed a faith walker. I'm a mom of ones, and I am Christ-driven. Christ-driven. Okay. So today we have Keishan here because she posted something so profound. She shared a picture that talked about your um your vibe attracts your tribe. And she had a nice little, you know, whole paragraph about it, you know, about when she was going through some things and the people around her didn't let her stay where she was. They was yanking her up. They was taking her head. Ooh, that's what I'm going to say. But anyway, taking up her head, yucking her by a cap and leaving her with just a hair cap or the little stocking. <laughs> so while we go into this conversation again, you tell us about that. Like, where are you? That that was then, I guess. But where are you right now in your faith walk? Where would you say you are? Where I am now is closer to Christ. That's the best answer I can give you right now. Where I was then was lost, trapped. I would say I was more in the world than of the word of God. And um, when I said your vibe attracts your tribe, I remember sometime last year, I fall short. We all fall short. We all and do. when I did fall short, I remember um, going back to the worldly place, drinking, vaping, hanging out in the club, and, you know, doing things to fit in, doing things that I thought were fun, doing things that I... You know, the in crowd was doing, so I did. Yeah. Pair pressure played a lot to do with that and your environment and your tribe. So um, as time progressed, I realized that, you know, the world makes it look so good. It makes it sound so good. It makes it somewhat feel so good. But sin is still sin, no matter how pretty you put it, no matter how you try to cover awesome. it up, no matter how you try to, you know, give excuses for it sin is still sin so um as time progressed I remember I had my how can I say it another encounter with the Holy Spirit and this happened in the club actually <laughs> at a bar in the and club was, catching the, the spirit <laughs> and as I was sitting to the bar I remember I got two words and the two words was grace beyond and I didn't understand what those two words meant, but I knew because I still, you know, we still, we always still have the Holy Spirit dwelling within us, either, no matter, even if we insane, if we step away, if we back away, yeah. if we go, the Holy Spirit never leaves us. So I remember I got two words, so the two words were this beyond. And I was like, God, even in fun, you know, we still call on God. So I was like, God, what these two words mean? And I was like, yes. God, say the Holy Spirit never leave us. So Holy Spirit, please what these two words mean to me and this was last year around the same time it mm-hmm. actually happened november october 1st 
and October 1st is like right there again. It is. But I remember I was like, please reveal this to me and let me know what these two words mean. And at first I I did my own thing. I was like, maybe this these two words mean I'm supposed to write a book about Grace Dion. Maybe these two words mean, you know, I was trying to figure it out for myself. And sometimes we right. rush thoughts process. And we do our own thing. And I remember I started to write a book. I reached out to some ghostwriters and as time went on, I like I got stuck. And I remember telling them, I said, God, I need you to tell me what this um Can we just pause for a second? Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, so when did you get that that epiphany? Was it like October first? That's when you got it? Yeah. October first. Okay. <laughs> so go on ahead, go on ahead. Just I just wanted to get the timelines correct. So when I asked the questions, because I heard you said that um, you know, you you started to write a book and then you asked God, you know, what does this mean? And I was trying to figure out like where were you on your faith walk and you still was like, you know, or you was, was like, Okay, I am straight walk. Okay. Sorry, what was it? Still in the world, still in the world. Still still writing the world. the book. Um so I had the church transparent moment. So okay, so now we have the slow down. We have the slow down now. I now I got two questions for you. You were still in the world mm-hmm. writing a book, Grace Beyond. Mm-hmm. But before I, I just want to know, you said you get stuck. What what was the synopsis that you had so far for Grace Beyond? I thought it was a book. So I did yeah, my but own what? Thing. How about what though? That was it. And let me tell you. And that's why I couldn't move forward with the book because when you think about a name Grace Beyond, it has to mean more. You just can't, you can't use right. that name and just say, well, I'm going to write a book. You have to seek God. I remember as October flew past, like the second or third week, I said, you know what? I'm going to go back to church. Mm-hmm. And I did not go right, right back to church, but eventually I went back to church. And my first visit to church, God told me that the book wasn't it. Yeah, he was like this was just my way of telling you that I'm extending grace beyond grace beyond what you deserve, grace beyond your sins, grace beyond your clubbing days, grace beyond what people mm-hmm. thought of you. Like I'm still extending grace beyond, and you know, with grace we are not, we don't deserve it, but God still grants it. And I just find it to be so important that He extended grace beyond, even while I was in the club, even while I still was a spinner. Yeah, He extended the grace. So I asked you, oh, sorry, but I asked you that because I was trying to figure out if you was trying to, if this book, Grace Beyond, because when I, just like how you said, when you think about Grace Beyond, we thinking about God's grace being sufficient, it goes beyond things that we do. So I'm thinking this book going to be to help people who in a sinful state, you know, telling them God that you and he, I was just trying to figure out your thought process on the fact that you both to write this good Christian book, talking about God's love is is beyond sufficient while you still in the world i'm just, just trying to understand the timeline but before we go back stopped. on now because i know you <laughs> want to finish and I, i'm gonna Holy let you finish me. correct that's because why you, you couldn't you, go you, on because yeah. god don't work in mess he don't mm-hmm. bless mess you could imagine you writing this book grace beyond it all confuddled up it all messed up because it ain't had his spirit it ain't had his grace on it so one thing but god he can he can get us straight he, he stuck you there, you like all them thoughts was like yeah not no that was not me stop it but mm-hmm. before you go on you said that you left the church and i just had some few questions about that because you know a lot of people leave church because they say church hurt and you know these people are in a certain type of way 
And, you know, people always have a bad stigma around Christians and people who profess the love of Christ. They say, you know, they are either the most wicked or, you know, they, they don't love people or, you know, they judge. That's what they say. But what was, what was your reasoning for leaving the church? I was afraid for peer pressure. I had worked in an environment where I was easily persuaded, if I could say, and um, mm -hmm. sometimes the company you keep, your surroundings, it, 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 it rubs off on you. Yeah. And it can take you to, it can take you to your past if you allow it, if you let it. And I wouldn't say church hurt me. Like how people are church hurt. I wouldn't say church hurt me. Church didn't hurt me. I hurt myself because I allowed sin to suck me in. I allowed it to persuade me that, you know what? Everybody doing it. Let me do it too. I allowed my um feelings to say, let me just see if this how it really is. Because everybody make it look so fun. Going to the club, right. hanging out, dressing this way. Like, let me just do it one more time. Just one more time for the books. A lot of us like say just one more time for the books. That is so true. And I and I know you and I I know Keyshawn personally, right? And Keyshawn is a very energetic, fun, loving person, and she encourages people around her. So hearing this story, I'm a bit confused now because her being in Christ and her being who she is, she is supposed to be the one who is the salt. She ain't supposed to yeah. let the people be the salt in her life. So I'm just trying to understand, and you could help us to understand, so people who may be going through this, they could get some help and clarity as to how you allowed yourself to be in the world and of the world at the same time. I unplugged myself from the thought. Let me tell you how that happened. I would, um, and see sometimes we don't say we disconnect or we unplug, but I, yeah. I, I saw myself doing it slowly, gradually. Like I would miss a dance practice here. I would miss a Sunday here. I was working to a place where I had to work shifts. So I would trade yeah. my morning shifts. I can work night shifts. And then I got to a place where it didn't matter if I work mornings or work nights. Like I just got complacent in my walk. Mm -hmm. And I I just I allowed whatever happened to happen. I didn't stand my ground as a child of God. I didn't say, you know what? Regardless, if I work and I'm going to switch this shift or no matter what comes up, I'm going to still push past and go to the different dance practice, um, yeah. still join the Zoom meetings. Like I just started to drift away piece by piece by piece. And when you start to drift away, it's like if you're not pulling on the sauce, something else mm -hmm. is going to pull you. Yes. And that's how I felt the enemy got me. I just started to let go slowly, slowly, slowly. And as I let go, it was like the enemy was like, oh, well, look at this party coming up. Go to that. Your friends, them go in. Look at this dress. This on sale, girl, this could look good on your body. You have the body for that. Like, oh, that's, wow. what, that's what consumed me. And I remember when I used to work to this particular place in this position, I always would be the one to um, encourage. I would write a encouragement board and I stopped doing that. I was like, man, these people are me reading this no more. And I stopped doing that. So it's like I didn't encourage others. And right. with even encouraging others, I start I, I used that to encourage myself. And mm -hmm. I stopped doing that. So that's how I felt I got stuck in sucked in. I just allowed and the world to do whatever. You also said wrong. that it we all fall short the 
the good thing is you didn't stay down. When you fall, you have to get back up. So I applaud you for that. And I applaud you for even seeing the wrong that you did because some people could get in a state and they can't even figure out how they get there or they would not even acknowledge that they are there. So for you to even do that, that's a great thing. But what I wanted to ask specifically, as you said, when you, you normally write the encouragement words on the board to encourage people and also encourage yourself, you said to yourself, you said this. Oh, you nobody reading this anymore. And I, I get that that might have been a lot of things that were happening in your mind a lot of times. And that wasn't even you. That was probably just mm -hmm. the devil just trying mm -hmm. to get you out of alignment. And the thing yeah. about the devil is he literally tries to get you in alignment when he sees that you have a call in your life and he sees you right there at that breakthrough. And that's probably why he didn't want Grace Beyond to come to where it needed to be. Because I can see it. It may not be a book right now, he moves in steps, but we could see where it could come from, you know? Mm -hmm. So let's talk about where you are right now from coming out the world, taking a dive back in and saying, you know what? I can't sink and getting back on board. Tell us about that. Where I am now is a um, mature state in Christ. Um, I have come to a realization that we all fall short. Um, when you fall down, stay down. I am, um, I am moving forward. I am moving forward. I'm not, I'm not trying to be stuck. I am not stuck. I yes. just feel like once you put one foot in front of the other, you can, you can do whatever once you trust God and you put God first. I honestly and truly, I, I like where I am in Christ right now because how I feel about it is if I succeed in Christ, my daughter succeeds in Christ. Yes. If I fall short, I feel like, the effect is going to trickle down on our, like the generational, the generations behind me depends on me. So yes. that kind of thought of drew me, drew me back in because I was like, you know what? When I went back to spend, I had to find this one to babysit my daughter. I had to find the next one to do it because I wanted to do worldly things and go out and party and do this and do that. And it's like, now I'm in Christ. My daughter can go with me. I can go to church. Yes. She can go with me. I can go to <laughs> seminar. She can go with me. When I level up, she level up. Mm -hmm. 
you show sure on? Like, you sure you show sure on? Like, you you ain't going back? Like, never? Like, because you just couldn't write a letter and say you leaving and you, you know, taking a break. Like, you sure you done? Yeah. Girl, listen. <laughs> but from it started, I had my mm-hmm. battles, but i did think i i honestly transparent moment i honestly did say you know what if you go back everybody gonna look at you and they're gonna be like oh she was already you know she gone back to the state she gone back to that state yeah we see her we see her on social media posted and we see her you know dressing how yeah. she want to dress now and we see her like we don't want yeah. her back like what's she coming back for like you make up your bed lay in your bed like that well, you know how that to your thoughts. So, fill your minds and so for months I wanted to go back. Honestly, for months I wanted to go back and I did not. I did not. But my breaking moments that allowed me to go back, I realized that I had different from Imani. I had sisters. I remember my sister, she recently moved over here. And I remember when we were in the pandemic, she would always join Zoom. Mm-hmm. And when she moved, I was like, Kishan, the minute she moved, you move over to the church. And she was uh, yeah. so excited to come to church. And yeah. I was like, hold on, this is an example for you here because it's like, if you move out of position, she ain't gonna, she, she, she hasn't even visited your church because you wasn't in position. Correct. When she moved, so it was like, you see how the generational stuff already started? Mm-hmm. That's how Those I souls that are connected to you can't even get breakthrough because you're not in alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes, um, I went to, the Women Evolve conference and Sarah was talking about being the catalyst, you know, that converts whatever into what it needs to be without destroying itself. So sometimes we have to be that catalyst. And that's what I think from your transition of falling back and coming back has brought you to because now you can be with people in the world or have your pairs around you and them not pressure you to change, you know? So I think that's where that, that might be a great little benefit for you. But I just want to ask you as well, like, did any of, I mean, you said you did not write a letter when you left church. You didn't do nothing. You just gone. So you had people who wondering, they see you, some of them, but they still wondering like, hold on now, where's Keyshawn? Did you have anybody reach out to you, you know, trying to figure out Girl, everybody what was going on? <laughs> Everybody reached out to me. My pastors reached out to me. Um, the leaders reached out to me. The members reached out to me. I had sisters in the church. Um, what they did, yeah. they you know, they had their little groups, and they was like, "Okay, we're going to dinner." And I, they reached out to me. And it's like, "Let's go to dinner this day." And I would say, "Okay, I come in, never show up, or I'd be like, oh, I have gosh. something to do." And like, if somebody be like, "Oh, I want to talk to you," you know, I just want to, you know, let's have a girl talk. And if they from church, I'd be like, "Okay," and then and I would like. Or something came up, I picked up a shift or, you know, I gave them excuses, but mm-hmm. they was reaching out. They was reaching out. And I remember there was a point where I said, um, how these people don't stop reaching out to me? They, they, they can't see. I don't want to come back. <laughs> and it wasn't that I didn't want to come back. It was like, I didn't want to face depression. I didn't want to mm-hmm. face the embarrassment. I didn't want to face rejection. I thought I was going to be rejected. Like, you know, like talk down on and I, I just had a fear in me and I was like, you know what? Let me just be me and I can know God for myself and I can study right. for myself and I go, you know, watch church online. It ain't the same. It it's ain't not. the same. 
It's not. It's not true. Yeah. But another but thing too to probably. Out, Sorry, gonna add. As they reached out, like closer to the time when I did go back, I remember mm-hmm. there was this particular crew, group of girls that reached out to me. And I, I, I prayed actually, because it was so much reaching out. I was like, why do people just don't let me send in, free, in peace? <laughs> let me send in peace. But there's no peace in sin. No. I remember I prayed. And I said, God, I said, you know what? I said, if I'm not a person reach out to me, I, I can consider it. And that same day when I said that prayer, I remember it was four ladies reach out to me. And they was like, we're not, not taking even no just one. We're going, we're going to dinner. We're going to dinner. Um, Be ready. We don't have to talk about church. We don't have to talk about you know, where you at right now? We just want to make sure you're good. And I was like, okay. And I went to dinner. And we talked and they didn't, you know, they didn't bring up nothing about church. They just wanted to know how he was doing, how Imani was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I I had felt this relief because that night was, it was a good night. And when I yes. went to my what? I said they wasn't judgmental at all. No. I say they they really and truly wasn't judgmental. I said, but I go in back. And I told them that did and I said, I come back, you know, I say soon I come in back. But it's like we waiting on you, we waiting on you. And that next <laughs> Sunday in church, I was in church because just my one soul. Like I can't I let what else you have to do. I can't let people may say, I can't let um the fair, I can't let the enemy Fox. win. Like, my one soul, I have no redoers. You just certainly don't. And guess so what? Said, you know. You say something so profound because I was going to say that when you said it, we think about what people may think about us when we have to answer to one person and that's God. So it doesn't matter if everybody judge you because at the end of the day, you worrying about people who don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. You, you, know? you could judge me till thy kingdom come, but baby, I'm going to sit in the front row. You know, we could be loud in our sin. We got to be loud in our savedness. And I saw a post that said that, you know. Mm-hmm. So I actually, let me let me get some Imani first. Because I know little, y'all, Imani is so beautiful. And listen, she's free. She's a whole prayer warrior, intercessor, right? So I want to know, like, what was that process like for Imani? Because when you were... You know, in your sin, I don't know, were you still praying? Were you still reading your Bible? Because I know when I watch your status, Amani normally praying. She even is praying for her mommy tired to be fixed. She wanted her mommy tired to stop <laughs> stop going down. She was making yeah. them requests knowing. So I'm trying to figure out, like, how was Imani's process in all of this with, you know, not being church, have, used to having a church home and going to church every Sunday? What What was that like for her? Well, let me tell you what I did too, because as a parent, you know, sometimes we try to shield them. Mm-hmm. So what I did too on weekends, I started to send her to her dad's family. I started to let her go um, to her cousin's house. Like I started to let her enjoy weekends, but to keep her busy yeah. with the way she was with me, she'd be like, oh, mommy, today at church, I'm going to church. And I'd yeah. be like, oh, we ain't going to church um, today or whatever. And I remember there was this three to five months period, like, this girl knew when it was Sunday. She's like, mommy, um, we ain't got to church today. And I said, mommy, I'm tired, mom. I'm tired. And then, like, the next Sunday, she'll come and she'll say, um, Saturday, she'll come and she'll say, so we'll be putting off a church tomorrow. And I'll be like, find something to wear. Thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll get it tomorrow and go. And then when the morning come, I used to be happy. And say, she overslept. So when she wake up, I'd be like, girl, you just getting up. <laughs> Stuff like that. And I remember she got to a point where she was mad. She was like, mommy, um, can I just go to church with Brambia and since we are not going to our church? 
and I was like, you won't go to church? And she's like, yeah, I'm with me. I won't go to church. And I was like, well, we're going to watch church today on, on Zoom, and then we go in next week. And then when next week come, we didn't go. I got to see, like, you know, was taking a yeah. call on her, like, mommy, are we going back to church or not? Just let me know. Are we going yeah. back to church? And I told her, I said, mommy, we, we, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break. She said, we're going to go back. Mm-hmm. I said, give mommy some time. I had to explain to her, I said, give mommy some time. I said, we're just trying to figure out some things. I said, and, you know, I said, we're going to go back. I said, but well, we need to have some God. That, that basically was my answer to her. Let me, like, give me some time. Yeah. And I remember, I kind of blamed myself because I was like, even if I didn't go, I should have sent her. Because I, yeah. I saw what it did to her. It was like, we ain't going to church no more. And then, like, when we watching different sermons of we having praise and worship in the house and the song on, I would see her dancing. You know, she's a dancer. So, right. Like, I'm taking away the thing she loved. So I know it was, yeah. it was hard on me, so I know it was hard on her. <laughs> so how was the transition for her when you went back? I know she probably loved that. She was excited. <laughs> the, thing, the clothes was out the night before. Oh, yeah, Saturdays was out the night before. She was calling everybody. Y'all, I come to church tomorrow. I come to church tomorrow. Oh. She was coming to church tomorrow. She was like, we're wearing church tomorrow. Because I come to church tomorrow. You're like, I'll be looking around and say, I only called you to let you know my birthday tomorrow. She's like, well, I only called you to let you know. I come to church tomorrow. Like, that's what she was doing. She was Actually, like, should be. I'm with Amani on this one. Because I show up with Amani. If, if Amani was disrespectful, I was like, mommy, now listen y'all. You need to drop me to church. You can stay home if you want. Mm -hmm. But thank God, Imani is a very wonderful, well-mannered young girl. Love her that. Promise you guys. But I have another question now. Because you talked about working in a... What was the word? I I don't know. Working in an environment that can suck you in. I know that. Uh, It's like, if you don't work around Christ-minded people, faith-based persons, and it's not that they weren't faith-based or they weren't Christ-based, Christ-like. It's just that, you know, when you, you you grow up and you're supposed to be the salt of the earth, if right. you're not that salt of the earth, you're going to blend in. Mm-hmm. But it's like when you work with people that are not the salt of the earth, not saying not the salt of the earth, but not where you are, yeah. virtually, again, 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 it can, it can, it can be... They can tug you in. Yeah, they can tug you. like drag you down. But I saw something. I saw a post and, you know, they, they were talking about somebody saying that she's supposed to be a Christian. She's bringing down company morale and she, you know, don't know how to speak to people and blah, blah, blah. Um, Have you encountered any Christians like that who would have made you feel like, you know what, this, this is exactly why I ain't going back to church? <laughs> I can't say yes, and I honestly can't say no. I've had questions in my mind saying, well, I wonder why this one didn't reach out, you know? Or, I thought maybe this one was like this, but I never missed this one. And it was like, oh, damn. <laughs> a judging face. Yeah, and, and, and they took me to my friend or my brother or my sister, but mm, okay. But I guess I, I, if I do go back to church, maybe just not that church, maybe, or, you know, mm-hmm. but when I really sit down and I think about it now, it's like, it wasn't even that deep. It wasn't even that serious. And sometimes we think people offend us and they don't even know they offend us. And sometimes it don't even be an offense to begin with. 
So it's like that's the enemy. The enemy tries to whisper stuff in your ears, and you know he tries to magnify things. So what didn't what didn't even there are things that don't need right. to be magnified. He tries to persuade you that you know what? Yeah, this one, this one. Watch out for this one. You yeah, know, that ain't like even that. that. But I mean, godly and stuff. But that's I, what he do. Master of trickery. Master of trickery. But we're going to wrap up shortly. So I just wanted you to tell us a bit about where you are now and where you're going. So we know that we have grace beyond. And that is basically setting up the stage and, you know, the path that you're going. Because you you are happy in Christ. You, you're seeking more of his face. And you intend to be sold out. You ain't going back. You oh, ain't going back. Going back so now, go back. They, they, they go. So tell us more. Well, wrap up telling us about Grace Beyond and then, you know, some words of encouragement for people who might have went through what you went through. Okay. So Grace Beyond is a faith-based business. Um, you just have to believe. You 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 don't have to be a Christian. You just have to believe that God is God and Jesus is Jesus and you know Jesus died for us and it's a faith base. It's just your yes being your yes and your no being your no. And I believe I remember from a small girl, I was always um taught that persons my old pastors, um, my spiritual leaders, they would always tell me, Oh, you're called to be an evangelist. You're gonna evangelize. And I used to be like, yeah, I go to the church, I can tell people about God, and I can, you know, I can do this, and I can do that in church, but what about the people that don't come to church? What about the people that, you know, just always want to be on their phone and scrolling through TikTok and Snapchats and Facebook, stuff like that. That's Um, what they love. This year, I got my three confirmations, because when God sends me confirmation, he sends them in three, so I got my confirmation. My confirmations and it was like you're you're going mm-hmm. to evangelize and you know everybody evangelism is different. Some may it is. go to the streets, some may evangelize in church to work, to school, wherever they go. I want my evangelism. My evangelism, grace beyond, is going to be social media um evangelism. It's going to be not only through podcasts, it's not only going to be through live videos and seminars. I want it to be like it's a Christian brand. It's a faith-based brand. So it's going to be an apparel brand. So when you see us, you're going to know us. It's going to be yes. spreading God's word through apparel. It's going to be um, being the light, being the salt, being the leader, being yes. Christ-centered, being faith-based, being who we're supposed to be, you know, our purpose for even mm-hmm. being created. So Grace Beyond is definitely going to be one filled with purpose for a purpose. Yeah. So y'all be excited y'all see that grace beyond go and find them on social media follow and wait for things to drop so now that we have that you know add in there and it's for everyone it's for everyone it's for those that are you know not sure it's for those that are saying yes it's for those that are saying i'm you know i don't know if i'm ready yet follow you'll see you'll be ready you'll get but i was yes because listen we ain't know when that ready is supposed to be. But mm-hmm. she can help you all right now with when that ready is supposed to be. So now your final thoughts and your final words for people who may have been in that situation, encourage them, please. 
we all fall short. We all fall down. Don't stay down. Don't 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 waddle in your sand. Don't don't think that you have time because we don't like care today, gone today. So don't let the enemy trick you into thinking that you have time to repent, you have time to party, you have time to live your best life. We don't mm-hmm. have time and we see it daily, you know? And we don't want our sins to affect the lives of our loved ones because generations are attached to us, souls are attached to us. Yeah. So if we delay our process, their process will be delayed. So, you know, trust God, go with God. And don't always don't always look at the physical. You have yeah. to you have to pray, you have to fast, you have to talk to God. When you talk to God, listen, because he does reply back. Sometimes it may not be on our time, but his timing mm-hmm. is perfect. So I would He's say just time, God. don't, 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 don't stay stuck. Don't get complacent. Grow where you are planted. And as one of my favorite slogans say, run your race mm-hmm. at your at pace. Your base. Yes. Uh, so thank you so much for that, Kishan. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for telling us your story and being vulnerable because a lot of people can't do that. So we appreciate you. And again, like she said, run your race at your pace. You know, continually see God's face and ask him for a fire to fall on you. And if you do fall, it's okay. Get back up. Get back up. And use those people that are around you that are continually encouraging you and checking on you. And don't be afraid to be real with them. Nobody's, if they love you, they're not going to judge you. All right. So thank you guys for watching. This has been a great one again, Kishan. If you know anybody that can benefit from this, please do share it with them. You know, like, share, comment, let us know what you want to hear about. We'll be there. You know, so again, Thanks for watching. Remember, God loves you, and so do we. Yeah. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye-bye.